Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center. That's Random Lake, Wisconsin, Sheboygan County. Uh, kind of equidistant between Milwaukee and uh, Sheboygan. Well, 30 minutes from Sheboygan, about 45 minutes from downtown Milwaukee, or 40 minutes. Good to have you with us here today for our Congregation at Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer. We are studying the Lord's gift in the sacrament of the altar of his body and blood. Um, but as we mentioned yesterday, we're not doing it from the catechism so much as we're doing it from the scriptures and then leading us into the confession of catechism. All right. Get the devotion up on the screen here. Very good. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. See our memory verse. The living bread which came down from heaven. Or I am, excuse me. Let's start over. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. John 6, verse 51. Now our psalm. He turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste, because of the evil of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water, and there he lets the hungry dwell, and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards, and get a fruitful yield. By his blessing they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, evil, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless ways. But he raises up the needy out of affliction and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness shuts its mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. First reading today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our examples, to the intent that we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as some of them, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality, as some of them did, and in one day twenty-three thousand fell. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, 
and were destroyed by the serpents, nor complain, as some of them also complained, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overcome you or overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. All right, speaking of that spiritual drink from the rock, our reading for catechesis today is from Exodus chapter 17. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it that you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod in which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the contention of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? I know we considered this, oh, some many moons ago, uh, in our morning prayer, uh, but not necessarily in, con- or in uh, connection with our understanding of the sacrament of the altar. So let's consider that today. But to begin, where, where did the Israelites camp? This follows immediately after what we heard yesterday with the man and quail. Now they're still camping in the wilderness of sin, but here in Rephidim. Rephidim, you see that in verse 1. What problem did they encounter, of course? There was no water for the people to drink. Um, Now this had happened previously, and if you remember back when we were doing our catechesis going through the book of Exodus, uh, just story after story, it happened back in Exodus 15, there was also a story of lacking water. This is important. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Sound familiar? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, that is the tree, the waters were made sweet. Then, or there he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them, saying, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And then they came to Elim, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees, and they camped there by the waters. All right. 
So did they remember? No, <laughs> they did not remember. Um, three days after crossing the Red Sea at Mara, um, they had that bitter water that needed to be made sweet. How do we remember correctly? How do we remember correctly or properly? Well, the same way they ought to have, um, it's by the word of God, right? Namely, by the word of Moses in their case, in our case, um, by the word of Christ, of course, Moses too. For example, John uh, 8, 31. Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That truth being Jesus himself, of course. Or in John 14, uh, verse 26. But the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And of course, he does that by the word, right? So we remember by holding to the teaching of the word. That's why we're doing what we're doing here, so that we do not forget. Uh, with whom did the people contend? Well, Moses says they're contending with him, uh, but who are they really accusing? He gets it right there in the second half. Yeah, you're accusing the Lord. That's who they're really, their beef really is with. And again, uh, they say this so frequently, what, what do the people of Israel, um, what do they wish they have done? Yeah, you see that in verse 3, that they had remained in Egypt. Hmm. Of course, now what did Moses worry about? Yeah, there's an uprising going on, right? And they were ready to stone him hmm. as a false teacher, I suppose. So, what does the Lord tell Moses to take? See in verse 5 and 6, right? Yeah, to take some of the elders with him and also the rod with which he struck the river, the Red Sea, right? Or actually, um, yeah, oh, the river. And then, you see that in verse 5? Um, and then go and stand by the rock in Horeb, right? Of course, which is the mountain, the famous mountain, Sinai also. And what was he to do? Verse 6, strike that rock and water would come out of it for the people to drink. Now, uh, we heard the, in the first reading how this rock, this rock, this rock at Horeb is identified uh, by St. Paul in, in the New Testament. All scripture testifies of me, Jesus says, and so Paul rightly attaches this rock to be Christ. Of course, um, with St. Peter, right? Upon this rock, I will build my church. That is the confession that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. What name did Moses now give to the place? Yeah, two new names here. Masa and Meribah. Masa means testing, right? Um, which is the second half here, because they tempted the Lord. Meribah means contention, right? Or quarreling, if you like. So he names the place uh, in such a way to remember what happened there. I'm trying to think if we have any examples of this. Um, yeah, we re um, renamed um, the beaches at Normandy, right? So they, be they become named, they're now known by, maybe by two names, but by, by the uh, events that happened there um, and the invasion through Normandy. So what would that uh, I'm trying to think of what they are, like Omaha Beach, for example, right? 
I can't remember all the beach names, but the beaches are now named after that, their code name on that day, right? So that we don't forget what happened there. So I think we still do that. How is the question here in verse 7, um, is the Lord among us or not? How is that related to the life of the baptized? Well, of course, the Lord is among us, right? According to the word of promise in baptism. Um, think of, well, we, we don't always read the whole institution of baptism in Matthew, right? Go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. But then the very last part, and lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. How is he with you? By your baptism, by his word attached to that baptism, right? The life of the Christian, that's how he's with you. For two or three are gathered in his name, that is, in their baptismal name, his name. <laughs> All right, so baptism is at the heart and life of the Christian each and every day. Meditation on this text. Faith cannot be built on experience. Faith cannot be built upon experience, but only upon the word of God. Both at the Nile and at the Red Sea, Israel had experienced the command of God over water. They had known the wonder of bitter waters made sweet, but they still questioned whether the Lord was among them. Yet the Lord in his mercy used the wooden staff to open the rock and pour forth life-giving water, just as the rock Jesus was split open by the cross to pour forth the life-giving waters of baptism. Because we have been marked with the water and the word, we are certain of our salvation and the Lord's presence among us. Daily we return to our baptism, to claim the victory which is ours through Christ. Likewise, from the side of Christ the blood flows, that we may drink his blood and have eternal life. All right, so think of the blood and water that comes from his side um, when the spear pierced him, right? Connecting both our baptism, to, uh, connecting our baptism actually to the Lord's Supper. Blood and water, these testify. All right, what is the sacrament of the altar? Uh, let's say the words of institution today. The Holy Evangelist Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul write, Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. What is the benefit of this eating and drinking? These words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, show us that in the sacrament, forgiveness of sins, life and salvation are given us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. How can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? Certainly not just eating and drinking do these things, but the words written here, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. These words, along with the bodily eating and drinking, are the main thing in the sacrament. Whoever believes these words has exactly what they say, forgiveness of sins. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you give us or you give a sweet command that I receive your body and blood frequently. You tell me that in the scriptures that as long as I have body, a body, my sinful flesh will war against the spirit. 
You tell me in the scriptures that as long as I am in this world, there will be no lack of sin and trouble from those who hate you and your followers. You tell me in the scriptures that the devil will always be around with his lying and murdering, and that he will let me have no peace. Because of these enemies, I have a pressing need for the sacrament, even when I feel no hunger and thirst for it. Your command and encouragement teach me to flee to the sacrament for the promise of your forgiveness, life, and salvation. Comfort, strengthen, and protect me with your body and blood. Amen. We pray for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and depressed, and for those struggling with sin. We pray for all our first responders, doctors, nurses, and those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. Pray for an end to all fear, anxious thoughts, and constant worry, trusting that God provides all that is needed in every circumstance. Pray for deliverance from all authoritarian, tyrannical, and dictatorial rule and those who would restrict or censor our faith, as well as our rights to speech, press, assembly, and redress of grievances. Pray the Lord grant all women with child and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, that he defend all orphans and widows and provide for them. On this day, we pray in Thanksgiving with Donna at her uh, baptism anniversary, but also uh, with my daughter, Dorothy, who received the gift of baptism on Sunday. Pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Elsie, Amanda, John, Timothy, Sandy, Linda, and Ken, Aaron, and Penny. Pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey, and Sheboygan Lutheran High School, Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach, our missions. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. O Lord God, you led your ancient people through the wilderness and promised, or brought them to the promised land. Guide the people of your church that following our Savior we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week. All mankind fell in Adam's fall. All 
So good to have you all with us. See you there in the chat. Grace, Eileen, Roman, Don, Karen, Michael, Tim, and Chris. Good to have you join us for our prayer today. I hope it's been a blessing to you. We'll continue to do this each day this week. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, of course, we have our Wednesday evening um, evening prayer service. So uh, we'll continue our consideration of the martyrs of the scripture. We'll do that tomorrow uh, at 7 p.m. So you can join us then as well uh, as 9 a.m. in the morning. So Blessings to you, and we'll see you soon.